Welcome to another brand new episode of Take a Shelfie, the podcast about bottle shops and the pints and people you find therein. I'm Jeff Martin, and with me as always is someone who was once just a normal kid at Angel Grove High School until a floating head gave him magical powers, and now he controls a pterodactyl droid, Matt Prince. So wait, that makes me the... Uh, I think that makes you the Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right, you know, hey, real men wear pink. I got about three quarters of the way through that intro before I remember that I don't know who any of the zords are who are controlled by the people so you wound up a pterodactyl cool i mean i always saw myself as like a uh, a jason or a tommy but you know a kim i'm cool with that too that's fine i'm cool with being a kim how you doing jeff i'm doing all right matt to be honest i'm a little uh i'm a little bummed out today i was supposed to uh we'll get it right out of the way early drink everybody i was supposed to be brewing oh. beer today but uh my brother-in-law was supposed to bring over a piece of equipment that i needed uh, and he did not, and so now I'm not brewing today. But I, I am enjoying a nice beer. I'm enjoying Times Arrow from oh, Forest yeah. in Maine, an autumn special ale that, that you, you had, uh, and it, I brought Forest in Maine to our beer share, uh, and this was another one I picked up while I was there. It's it's a delightful, it's a delightful, slightly hoppy, but very ambery type beer. What are you drinking, Matt? I am drinking my last um, Hill Farmstead beer, Jeff. I'm drinking my last can of Legitimacy, which is a IPA brewed with Citra, Matweka, and Simcoe hops. And as you know, and as I already know, it's a fantastic beer. I'm glad when I went into the fridge, I didn't grab my Hill Farmstead because then we just like seem like we overplanned this. Right. That part of the reason I brought up uh, the disappointment of my brother-in-law not bringing me a piece of equipment is that today's episode is a little bit about family because it is the week before Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, really, at this point. Uh, and I texted you a couple weeks ago and said, hey, why don't we make our Thanksgiving episode a family episode? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great idea. I love including family. Uh we know each other's family, so it, it's nice to see some familiar faces, and uh, I'm excited to talk to our guests today. Yeah, so our guests are my brother, Dan Martin, and Matt, your brother-in-law, Gino Benedetti. So let's yep. just welcome on the show. Dan, Gino, welcome to Take a Shelfie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, Dan and Gino, why don't you each share with us your um, sort of entry into craft beer because uh i know dan's a little bit and i know gina's a little bit but i don't know the full story so let's start with gino uh well it's all matt's fault really um <laughs> but when i turned 21 he took me to uh tired hands in ardmore and uh i think we sat down and had about four or five beers not full pints obviously um and then after that he really just kind of was pushing IPAs in my face all the time. <laughs> so um, I know a lot about the, the IPAs more than uh, the Thanksgiving style beers, but I'll try my best. Uh, yeah, that, that's really it. It's just, it's all Matt's fault. That's all I got to say about it. And Dan, <laughs> Dan, you started, uh, you started much the same way I did drinking uh, American macros uh, and sort of, you know, party beers, but you've, you've since started to come over to the side of craft beer, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not fully all the way there. Similar to Gino, it's your fault. 
Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that, I, that I enjoy the occasional craft beer now and then. I mean, I'm generally a whiskey guy and will defer to drink whiskey, but, you know, as Jeff mentioned, I was comfortable with drinking my Bud Lights and Bud Light Limes and whatever, and that was fine by me. But, you know, now if I'm at the beer store, I'll text Jeff and say, hey, what's good or whatever. Um, and uh, I guess the thing that kind of triggered my exploration is my favorite time of year is October and all the Oktoberfests. So that allowed me to kind of branch out a little and say, oh, I like this brewery. Maybe I'll try some other stuff from them and things like that. I think weirdly, Dan, part of part of your story is, you know, r- rest in peace, Coors Light Summer. Uh, Coors Light Summer was that terrible citrus beer that, that Coors Light put out. But, I mean, it's essentially a Rattler. And, you know, if, if the uh, big American breweries are going to put out a beer with citrus in it, that might then give somebody an inkling, hey, there might be beer that tastes like things out there. So uh, I see uh, both of you, thankfully, are drinking a beer today. I think that's a beer, Dan. Um, Dan, what are you drinking? So I am drinking Rogue Honey Kolsch. Um, it was what's left in my fridge. Nice. It's okay. Um, nice. Yeah, it's good. And uh, Gene, what are you drinking today? Uh, it's the beer you left me, actually. It's Pointing North from Neutro. Nice. It's a hazy d- yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, a little club. I can tell it's. I can tell. I can tell Levante was kind of involved. You know, how Levante has like a kind of a sweetness to their beers. Yeah. I taste it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can definitely taste it. Yeah. I had. I had one of those on Friday. It's a good collaboration. You actually get both um, breweries like uh, signature notes in there, which is really nice. Yeah. Definitely. So what we were, what we decided we we're going to talk about today is because the Thanksgiving holiday is coming up. What beers do you bring to a Thanksgiving celebration? And I'm not talking about because Matt, you and I, if we're bringing a beer to a Thanksgiving celebration, there's a there's a chance certainly to be selfish, um, where you can bring a beer that that you're going to drink uh, and no one else is going to enjoy. I'll bring, uh, you know, I usually start Thanksgiving off with one of the Imperial Stouts, uh, you know, the the KBS or CBS or maybe. Uh, Yingling and uh, Hershey put out a porter last year, and it's out again this year. Something dark and chocolatey uh, that you can, you know, sip at for a while. But the flip side of that coin is you might want to bring beer to a family gathering that other people can enjoy. So I wanted to post the question to everybody here. What's a beer that you could bring to a gathering that would be safe? What's a safe craft beer that you think a lot of people could enjoy? Well, I'll defer. Yeah, uh, let's defer to our guest first. Gina, you want to take that first? Yeah, this is kind of a tough thing for me uh, because obviously me, I would drink an IPA or something. Uh, but I don't think bringing Alien Church or whatever to uh, Thanksgiving, not most people would, would uh, want to drink that. So maybe uh, something like maybe from Yards, like something, because I feel like Yards is pretty approachable to some to a lot of people. Uh, yeah, something that you can kind of crush, because uh, you know when you first get there, at least for me, uh, your aunts and uncles are pretending like they they want to know what, like what's going on in your life. <laughs> so you kind of just have to slam something while that's going on. So so yeah, maybe something from Yards. Um, if you're feeling adventurous, I guess 
uh, the pumpkin spice milkshake from Tired Hands. Uh, is I that, know Trogues has like a pumpkin thing. Is that a real beer? Uh, a pumpkin spice milkshake from Tired Hands? Is that a real thing? Yeah, they, they had it out last year. I'm not sure if they had, they're going to have it out again this year. Oh, lordy. Yeah. I think Trogues, doesn't Trogues have something pumpkin too that's really good? Yeah, Master of Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, so maybe something like that. I was thinking maybe Mad Elf, but at the same time, it's like that might be a little much for people. They, they might get too much of a buzz, start talking about politics. And that's, that's how it goes downhill. The, the Yards so. <laughs> Yards is actually a, a great choice just calling them out in general because Yards has some variety packs that, that are pretty friendly for a whole crowd. I mean, right. Brawler. That's what I was thinking. Brawler uh, is is a brown lager. If you have people who you know went to college and drank a lot of Yingling, which tends to happen here in Pennsylvania, Brawler is not very super dissimilar from Yingling lager. And then the the Philly Pale Ale, I've said it before on the podcast, is is damn close to a perfect beer. Uh, and then a lot of times you'll you'll find like Pink in one of their. Uh, in one of the variety packs, the Ales of the Revolution also have some. Uh, so there, I think there's a Blondale in the Ales of the Revolution. Yeah, the Jefferson. Yeah. The Jefferson was uh, rechristened a Golden Ale after it used to be like a, a Tavern Ale, and it was darker. Now it's a Golden Ale, which you know, it's a very, a very approachable style. Yeah, definitely. Yards, Gino, you found an entire brewery that could uh, th- that could really fit the bill. Dan, what what are you gonna bring to a family gathering? I mean, I'll definitely echo anything from Yards. I think I texted you yesterday or the day before and said I miss you did living walking distance to Yards. Um, I love pretty much everything they do, and um, as you know, I'm not a huge IPA guy or anything like that, but. My favorite beer currently that I would feel comfortable bringing to a family gathering is the Slightly Mighty by Dogfish Head. Yeah, that's the their, their locale uh, IPA. It is fantastic. You know, you've said that. Jeff has said that. Chris, uh, our buddy, has said Slightly Mighty is like their go-to session. Drink a few before you go out. I have yet to have it, and I feel like I'm missing the boat on this. Like, I really need to jump on in and get some Slightly Mighty. Sarah Erdland would be yelling at us. I know. And if she's listening right now, is yelling because uh, the local IPA. I I think a local IPA is is a great choice because, I mean, I don't know if my family is representative of all families, but if you get – if you get the McDevitt side of the family together, you're going to have enough people who enjoy an IPA, but who aren't big craft beer people. Um, I think IPA has, has sort of crossed the threshold now where a lot of broader drinkers are enjoying an IPA. Uh, And so uh, my cousin Patrick texted me the other day, said he's going to have an entire keg of Bell's Too Hearted on. Uh, for his Thanksgiving celebration, and that then that connects me to Half Hearted, which I told you to get, Matt, as well. That's that's my favorite local IPA. That's the, those are terrific choice. Th- that's a terrific choice, Dan. Uh, the the slightly muddy, big fan of that beer. So Jeff, um, what are you bringing? Uh, you know, as, aside from aside from the beers that you, maybe you're going to be drinking yourself, that you might bring for yourself, what would you bring to a Thanksgiving celebration? 
I'm glad I get to go before you, Matt, because I'm I'm gonna steal one of your breweries. So I started just like going through my untapped and I, I checked a bunch of styles and started to scroll through and see, you know, what I thought were safe styles. And one of the one of the styles that I thought was pretty safe was table beers. I'm suggesting Allagash's hoppy table beer. There we go. Uh, it's, it's a lighter bodied, uh, but still has a nice hop flavor to it. I'm also going to suggest, uh, prolonged forms from attic, uh, because we're once again, going into a lot of restrictions because of COVID. So support your local breweries. Um, table, a table beer is, I mean, you gather around the Thanksgiving table. Uh, I think the name of the style certainly fits the bill. And those two beers in particular are great. Uh, I'm, so I'm stealing Allagash out from under you before you get to say it. And and Gino said Trogues. So, you know, we're checking the boxes of Take a Shelfie. Uh, yeah. have, have you had the table beer from Allagash, Matt? I have. Uh, yeah, I have. They don't. It's It, it used to be um, distributed every so often. It's a big favorite at the brewery. They've pulled it from their wide distribution and replaced it with River Trip, which is like a sessionable Belgian ale. Um, kind of their whole mindset. They, they really hit hard with like the nature approach to beer and how, you know, if you're going down the river and with all your friends on a raft or, you know, canoeing or whatever, you should have, you know, fully loaded with the River Trip. Um, but yeah, both and both of those kind of fit the bill. Um, for those people who don't know, table beer is a, is a Belgian style. Basically, it was it's kind of like um, wine uh, to to Belgium. You know, they they put a ta- they bring table beer. It just kind of like goes without saying, and you get a couple bottles for the table, and it's kind of like uh, just a very low ABV sipper that you can have with any meal, and you can have it even if you're not planning on drinking beer. It's kind of like the water of beer. <laughs> I just checked the uh, check-in that I had for Hoppy Table Beer, and it does say that it's no longer in production, so I may have overstated its availability. Um, but Prolonged Forms is certainly uh, a good representation of that style. Dan, Gino, have you guys uh, experienced the Table Beer style? Uh, is it also known as like the Belgian single, or is that a Belgian blonde? It Those all sort of hang together. Um, I can't really say that I have. Like I said, most of the time when I'm drinking craft beer, it's like an, an IPA. Uh, so I don't know much about any of the other styles. I don't, I don't think I've had any any kind of beer like that. Uh, I have not had it. Um, I have had many in Allagash, but not this particular one that you're speaking of. Allagash White? Oh, yeah. Mike could do a, 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 you know, a tight five on Allagash White for sure. Yeah, yeah I really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Allagash White. That's a fantastic beer. And I really, I owe it to my wife because I used to have hate for that beer just because I thought it was like kind of basic. But um, the more I drank it, the more I realized it might be the best beer and most consistent beer that's out there. Like it might be the most consistent beer in production. And it's just fantastic. I, I almost grabbed uh, that as well from the fridge today. So I, I, I was really trying to uh, not channel you and still wound up with Forest and Maine, which yeah. is which is a you brewery. Matt, I'm excited to hear your list uh, because my table beer suggestion struck out with uh, Dan and Gino. So let, let's see. I mean, do you have a single beer? Do you have a list? Uh, let, let's check with them as you go through whatever it is and see if they know it. 
Yeah. So I, I have a list and it's pretty comprehensive. Like I, I have two lists actually. I have a list of like really accessible beers and not only accessible in terms of their flavor, but also in buying them. Um, and, um, and then like a pushing it list, which is like, if you are interested in kind of trying to push the envelope on craft beer or like push craft beer onto your family a little bit more, these might be beers that would be a good start. So in the accessible, I would start thinking bigger breweries, grocery store breweries. These are great breweries and historic um, in what they've done, but you can get them if you walk into your local giant Acme, your shop, right? What have you. And I always think of like holiday beers, like things that get you into the, the spirit of the holidays. And one of my favorite beers this time of year, and I just grabbed a couple of bottles the other day, where it is uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration. Um, which is a fantastic um, fresh hop IPA. It's got some of those um, like piney notes um, because it is a winter, like the, the label on the bottle is this cabin in the woods, snow is, has fallen. Um, it's not a Christmas beer. It is a, um, it, it's an IPA. It's a celebratory IPA. And I think it's, very approachable. Sierra Nevada's beers are, you know, they're a little bit more bitter on the bitter side because they're not new school IPAs. They are like the original, the OG. And uh, I think that's definitely one that a lot of people could enjoy. But I'm in my mind, I'm like, you got to bring like, if you're, if you're responsible for the beer for your holiday, you, you bring a, a couple six packs, you bring three or four six packs, maybe someone else is bringing some wine, um, maybe like depending on the group that you have. So um, I also just thought of a classic Sam Adams of Boston Lager. Um, that's one of the ones, like, I remember I've gone to bars where, you know, it's Yingling, it's Coors Light, it's Miller Light, it's, but then the one craft beer they have is Boston Lager and uh, Boston Lager and like a frosted mug. There's something about that, that I think is just uh, really nice and it can, can really draw anyone in. And I'm not an advocate for frosted mugs because it waters down your beer sometimes, but Boston Lager is one that you can really pound back. So it's not the, the condensation on the glass is not going to water down your beer because you're going to be done well before that even happens. And um, the last one that I have on my list is another sampler. Um, I have the Trogues holiday sampler. Um, this has their uh, Blizzard of Hops, which is a, like a Pioneer I, I, IPA. It has Mad Elf. It has a Dunkel, um, which is like... A, it's a, it's a lager and it has perpetual IPA. So to me, that kind of like checks off a lot of boxes in terms of bringing a good selection of beers. Um, I, I think you, I think you're going in, in a good direction there by choosing breweries that have, uh, name recognition but not necessarily beers that have name recognition dan gino have, have you guys had beer from sierra nevada i have i've had whatever their hazy ipa is hazy, oh, hazy, hazy little thing yeah yeah yeah. I, I actually like that a lot i'm being in college it's like something that if, if i have it in my fridge my roommates are like what the hell is this like this is so good and it's like it's just like kind of a, a cheap it's like a cheaper craft beer that mm -hmm. um, people who don't really drink craft beer, they seem to really enjoy it. So, yeah, I think that'd be a good choice. Some Something from Sierra Nevada. 
Yeah, I've had their pale ale. Um, I'm pretty sure I've had. Oh, yeah, the hazy little whatever IPA one. Those ones are good. Um, yeah. But I'm not really a fan of the other stuff that they make. Ce- Celebration comes out, uh, you know, seasonally and isn't typically part of any packs that they put out. So that's a good one. And then, Matt, the, the other big-time brewery that you suggested was uh, Sam Adams. And that actually made me think of, yes, Boston Lager's a good one, but there's a style we didn't talk about except that Dan mentioned Allagash, Sam Adams puts out a holiday white ale. Uh, and so like the whites, the wheats, those are good, you know, crowd pleasing beers. Uh, and Sam Adams puts out a holiday pack that comes with the, the, the holiday white, the winter lager, uh, the American IPA, Boston lager and a holiday Porter. So how about that for a variety pack? Yeah, that's a that's a great variety pack. And, you know, I, I love the variety pack because you don't know everyone's um, taste. You don't know what everyone's going to want. If you can provide, you know, six different beers, five or six different beers in one pack and give everyone kind of their own choice, then, you know, you're you're really touching on a lot of people's, um, you know, preferences. And it it also exposes people to styles they might not like because, say, they're IPA fans. But what if the four IPAs in the box are gone? You know, they're going to grab something else and they might introduce themselves to a style that they've never had before. I also think, and we've talked about this a lot, Jeff, that the holidays are a good time to once again reintroduce yourself to local breweries. You know, reintroduce yourself, maybe go just go to your local brewery um, on your way to your holiday gathering or a couple of days before and just see what's fresh. And see, you know, and then you can, it's a, it's also like a conversation starter. You get there, you say, this was brewed, you know, this was canned five days ago. You can't get it any more fresh. If you're, if, even if you don't like the style, you can appreciate that this is something that's super fresh, fresh off the canning line, you know, low, hyper local, um, which is really cool. And like a lot of breweries are doing light lagers now, Jeff. And we talked about Tired Hands Modern Gulp Eye. Modern gulpi. Modern gulpi. I'm, I'm not sure what it's called. Gulpi, gulpi, gulpi. And, um, you know, you can grab a couple six packs of that and that could, that could be the contribution and it, everyone's drinking a light lager, but it, you also have to remember that there's food involved. You know, you're going to be drinking, you're going to be eating a lot of food. So what can you pair with the meal? What can you just have next to the meal? That's not going to take up too much stomach space when really what you want is your food and your pie, you know, your, your main meal and your pie. That's a good point, Matt. Uh, and, I'm sort of dropping this on everyone in the room, springing this on everyone in the room. But, you know, we are entering a time, like I said, where there's going to be some more COVID restrictions and it's going to be more important to support these local breweries and keep them open. So why don't we each go around the room and shout out a a local brewery that, you know, you might want to stop and get something with on the way there. I mean, this is, this is Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area specific, but, uh, I'm, I've looked at our numbers, and that's where people tend to be listening to this f- for the most part. Sorry for our Rhode Island uh, contingent. But uh, I'll start. I'm going to shout out Sterling Pig. Um, they are a great supporter of uh, my homebrew club, uh, and they have been doing a great job throughout all of this of doing um, curbside pickup, and they have a lot of uh, cool beer in cans. And so... Uh, I live in one part of Delaware County. My parents live in another part of Delaware County. 
Uh, I might make a point to stop over at Sterling Pig and grab some beer uh, the next time I'm my, on my way there. Um, Daniel, what you know? You have a local brewery that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I hope I don't steal anybody's here, but I'm going to go with the uh, Conchahawken Brewing Company. I'm a big fan of the stuff they do, and uh, it's pretty close to where I live now as opposed to coming from the city. So I, I would check that out if you're local. It's good. They got a lot of good stuff. That's close to pretty much everybody. There's there's a uh, location near, I believe, each of us. So uh, then then I'm going to go below Dan to Gino. Gino, you got a brew your shout out? You just want to shout out Tired Hands or you got someone else? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah, I would say Tired Hands, but uh, I guess somewhere else would be 2SP in Aston. Uh, that's, that's really close to me, probably like 10, 15 minutes away. They do a great thing the the week of Thanksgiving, and I, I'm sure they'll do it again this year. Or I, you know, I don't know if they'll do it again this year, but I think the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which you know this is released on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, they do like a five dollar growler fill thing, where you can go and get almost any of their beers for five bucks. And I think like then their like bigger beers, their their double IPAs might be six or seven bucks to fill a growler. I've done that uh, a couple Thanksgivings, and you know then I brought instead of a a variety pack i've just you know come holding four growlers of beer yeah they definitely want to be the the brewery on your thanksgiving table that's like they're that's like a good and that's a cool goal like that's a cool little thing they do because it's a great opportunity to go and stock up and you know talk about exposure you know if you have any relatives in front who are traveling to your thanksgiving and they get to learn about a new brewery who might become a local favorite of theirs. matt what's your what's your shout out uh, I'm going to shout out two breweries, the first of which is um, our friends up at Second Sin, because they were so uh, gr- such great guests and they're they're new. So, you know, any any help they can get and more more uh, guests they can get to buy their beer and, you know, is, is I think, a great thing. And then the other brewery I want to shout out is um, Brewery Arse in South Philly. Um, the Arsenault brothers are just really, really nice guys. And the business that they run is just really, um, they're community engaged. And they also, um, they have been really smart during COVID. Uh, really good system they have working down there. No one's touching anything. You walk in, you grab your beer, you leave. And it, it, it was uber safe when I was there. It felt like really, I felt really safe the one time I've gone there. So definitely stop in to, um, they're on Pass Young stop in grab some beer they're a really good brewery to support yeah and for our listeners out there when you're considering what you're going to do with your thanksgiving celebration whether it's in your own home zooming with the rest of your family or whether you've made a pact with some of your family to quarantine beforehand and uh you know get together on thursday make sure you support a local brewery support a small business uh, a, a local produce store so you can get something to bring to the to the table um you know it, it's really important now more than ever to support those uh local people um that will do it for this episode of take a shelfie you can download the podcast wherever you get your fine podcasts while you're there please leave us a nice five star rating and a review uh if you can think of it it really helps us with uh promoting the show you can find us on 
Facebook at facebook.com slash shelfypod, on Instagram and on Twitter at shelfypod, and at shelfypod.com. That's where we post all our episodes and leave the comments open for you to, uh, you know, interact with us. We really appreciate it. We are very thankful for our listeners. We're very thankful for our health and safety at this time. Matt, I'm very thankful for you and this podcast. Uh, Until next week, I'm Jeff Martin. And I'm Matt Prince. Thank you and cheers. Cheers.